Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. No, the plane has not taken off for Switzerland. That doesn't happen till September. That was uh, Ruby Lee, Lee, I don't know, L-E-I-G-H, Lee, Lee, who is a 16-year-old phenom and one of Senator Travis Fitzwater's constituents. And uh, he posted on X, formerly Twitter, I'm not sure that anyone's ever yodeled in the Missouri Capitol's whispering gallery until today. It was super cool. Isn't that neat? Let's do it again. That, That was sort of fun. I thought that was pretty good. Have you been up there, Randy? No. We got to take you up there. No. I haven't. Cool. I'm not going there. I have to pay for parking. <laughs> so that's really cool. Yeah. That's talent on loan from God. So I we here's a here's another clip singing uh, blue. Beautiful. I feel a budding professional music career coming on. Yeah, oh, yeah? she's a deal. Yeah, she's wow. very talented. So, what town is she from? She's Foley. Is that how you pronounce it? I think that so. sounds right. Yeah. Huh? Right. It's like Ashland. I think it's smaller than Ashland. It's like a couple hundred people, right? F O L E Y. The population is Foley. 93. Yeah. Foley, F O L E Y. That's the name in of In Lincoln a, County. That's a catheter. We use Foley catheters in the bladder. TMI, right? Wonder how they named that. I don't know. Maybe the catheter was named for the town. Uh, probably so. I don't know. Well, there's somebody a, was PO'd. Oh. <laughs> uh, so she's talented. I mean, she's on. She's. You can tell her intonation is great. Got there's something about the purity of her voice. And again, she's only sixteen. That, I was unbelievable. So the whispering gallery is up there. What at the top of the? Where it's is the, that? It's the highest place you can get on the inside of the dome. But yeah, it's it's straight up. Senator Travis Fitzwater posted several videos and things on his Twitter account, and they even took her outside onto the dome, him and his daughters. So there were some cute photos from that. That's neat. It's the highest place you can get in the Capitol unless after marijuana legalization on inauguration night. Uh, There might be other higher places. You can see lots of fluorescent vests from up that high. (laughs) So that was fun. That was fun. Hey, I I do want to invite you to, uh, to come hang out with us. On February 28th, right? No, 27th? When is the date? Yes, the 27th. 27th. You're the one going on this trip. Well, Come I on, just, man. I'm here yeah, all the time. Don't show up day late to the airport. I'm, I'm here the 27th. I'm it's here Tuesday every night. day on call for you, Miss Hannah. I'm always here. You and just, I appreciate it. Hannah tells me to show up. I show up. Uh, so it's the 27th at 5.30 on Lemone Industrial Boulevard, otherwise, otherwise known, known as Lemone, L-E-M-O-N-E, uh, at Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. 
And you're going to be yodeling like Ruby Lee. I will not. On the way to Switzerland in September, right? No, I will not. (laughs) He he will have the Alpenhorn with him, though. Yeah. (laughs) I may... I may uh, I may purchase some Toblerone chocolates and bring those along with me. I don't know. If I could talk my wife into doing some fondue, that'd be fun, too. I don't know. I love the Swiss cheese fondue with a little Chardonnay in there or something. Oh, it's so good. Do you like it with crackers or apples? Or, you know, I mean, fruit or, or crackers? Fruit. Fruit. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sort of takes away the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if you want to be a part of a, pit, a picture-perfect and postcard scene, and I've been there, and I can tell you, I, but we only spent a day or so there. But I, there was a great story. We went to the farmer's market in St. Gallen, Switzerland, which is my uh, great-great-grandfather's home place. And um, it, it overlooks a beautiful lake. And we went to a farmer's market on a Saturday morning, and I'll never forget it. If you can imagine a, a, a like a mini food truck, sort of like a the, the kind of a truck that a construction uh, contractor might drag behind their car, but uh, behind their truck, uh, a white you know thing. When up came the you know the lever for the window, and this guy didn't. We couldn't communicate at all except thank God my son speaks German, and there was close enough that we could make. He had homemade moonshine. I mean, I can... There you go. He pulled this stuff. And we, we, we got this relationship because we, we, he learned we had a Swiss background, you know. And, and then, so first it was this white lightning. I don't know what it was, but it was tasty. And then, <laughs> and that, well, I mean, this was legit because it was Houseworth part of... Houseworth doesn't know what he just walked into. And then, <laughs> and then he pulled out, sure. and this was all like from his homemade place. And then there was cheese. Oh, the most delicious beautiful succulent unbelievable mouth-watering cheese and he kept sampling and sampling and sampling. then we met this guy there that was had an olive grove oh in italy which south you know and he was talking to so i bought a bottle of olive oil from him and we brought Uh, it home yeah the other thing they do really well is schnapps and when i was in germany that was a big thing and they've got all sorts you know and it's real. it's totally different than what you can get here and it was just wonderful so we'll be spending 10 days uh and if you want, you can extend and go even into Vienna, but it'll be uh, Switzerland, Austria, Bavaria. Uh, we're going to go to the Mirabel Gardens, uh, where the Sound of Mucus was produced. And then we're going to go to, uh, uh, oh, uh, Mozart's Birthplace. I know Brian Houseworth spends his evening listening to Mozart, don't you, Brian? Yeah. A lot of times I'm listening to Coast to Coast AM oh. with George Norrie. <laughs> Thank you. It's a company man. <laughs> Particularly the. No, I understand what you're saying. But it's saying. going to be a lot of fun. It should so, be great. February should 27th be great. at 5.30. And uh, Scotty Cox from Clear 99. And, uh, and I will be uh, hosting that tour. So, it'll be a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I promise you, you will, uh, you will never, ever, ever see more beautiful scenery than the Swiss and the Austrian and the Bavarian countryside. Never, ever. And there is a really nice uh, write-up on that on our website, 93.9theeagle.com and kws.com. And there are uh, brochures that you just have there. Those are available at the front desk. I know Stephanie and uh, the other team members have that uh, brochure if people want to come by and see that. But it looks fantastic. Would love to hang out with you on that trip. It'd be a lot of fun. And uh, I promise we'll only talk a little bit of politics. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't the, make on the promises you can't keep. <laughs> on the way over. On the way over. All right. It depends on how many shots of that moonshine. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was good. And I remember we played. We went back to the hotel room, and there <laughs> we were watching a TV show, one of the national TV. And they, it was the darndest thing. They had a couple of guys that had mic uh, glasses on that gave them like only a microscopic view, and they were playing hockey. 
two comedians were playing <laughs> hockey, and so they couldn't really see what they were doing. And it was hilarious. It was it was like Benny Hill kind of humor for any of you who know Benny Hill. I'll bet. Houseworth, you know Benny Hill, don't you? 1970s. There you go. Channel, right. Ele- uh, Channel 11 in St. Louis. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right before the Three Stooges. <laughs> we had to look up... Wrestling la- at the chase, too. <laughs> we had to look up last night on YouTube um, the I Love Lucy show because oh. my daughter explained that she was in the library and she goes, well, today I learned about Lucille Ball. She had this husband named Desi and she had... Lucy, she, I'm home! Yeah, and she and you just... And we said, you learned about Lucille Ball. What, what can you tell us? And she just started reciting about the TV show and the humor and I said well let's pull that up and, mm. and watch a little bit of it and I remember watching you know bits of it as a kid it yeah. was fun the honeymooners yeah. remember <laughs> that was show Reginald Van Gleeson the third yeah remember the famous uh, Lucy thing where she's working on the can- was it the candy line and she's, oh, she's yeah. eating all the- and then <laughs> absolutely yeah, veggie might have and then there was the one with the veggie might have vitamin okay uh, any update on the murder over on uh, uh, the Philip 66 station I do uh, have a just I've got an updated story on our website, 939theeagle.com, kws.com. I actually link to CPD's Facebook page. Um, the update is that the police have not released, um, and I think it's important to know, they have not released the suspect's name at this point. I probably would be hesitant to use it until charges are filed, but we'll see if they haven't even released the name. We know that the victim's name has not been released yet. We don't know if the victim was pumping gas. We don't know if he happened to be there. We don't know if this man you know, is even from Columbia at this point. What I will tell you, Randy and Stephanie, is... It was a very chaotic scene last night. I heard it on the scanner. I could tell it was just... And then right afterwards, there was a chase down Clark Lane that I thought was actually linked to this. I don't believe it was at this point because they said there's one suspect. Don't believe there's any other. But it was just literally right after this, there was the chase. Um, there are people who are on the Columbia Police Department Facebook page, and I would really encourage people... Just be careful what you say on there, um, because they're saying a couple things that probably should not be said. But one of the things they do say that might be something they can say, I would encourage them to share it with the police. Somebody said they saw or heard cars speeding away after that. Ooh. It was plural. Now, it could be people were scared. Yeah. But uh, it, it, this is a uh, this was a chaotic scene, and the Columbia Police Department got there, you know, very very quickly. I could tell that Boone County Sheriff's there were a number of agencies, and um, Rick Rowden was our guest a couple of weeks ago. He joined us here on the show from First Responder Support, and I I thought of him last night because I I'll spare the details. I was listening to the scanner. The paramedics got there. They did everything they could. This man was, you know, transported to a local hospital, later died. But he had two gunshot wounds. Those paramedics got there very, very quickly. They had to secure the scene and everything and just, uh, they did the best they could. It's just an awful situation, but we have one person arrested. As soon as charges are filed and we can have more information, we'll certainly have it. And no word on a motive. No word on a motive, but just I would encourage people, be careful about what you post. Um, let the police handle the investigation. When they can give us more, we'll get more. And as always, I think it's worth letting other reporters know the police are not going to be able to say a whole lot. They won't even today. The key to this, like everything else, is going to be, once this guy's charged, the probable cause statement. It's probably going to be heavily redacted. They almost always are. But the court documents are going to say a lot more about this and what Christian Tabak could say last night on TV. He was live um, on both Channel 8 and Channel 17. It was just kind of an impromptu news conference. But um, 
he he did the best he could. And as he was doing that, Nia Hinson was was live on Channel 17, and 8 was too. There was actually a car that was being towed. You could see it in the background. And I don't know if that was the suspect's car. It was a black car. It appeared. It was very dark, But or the, or the victim. But uh, that was a very active scene. Yeah, well... Glad that there were no no one caught in the crossfire too. You wonder, you know. I mean, it was what'd you say, eight p.m. in the evening? Who knows? If oh, other, there were people, there were. Yeah. I based on what I heard on oh, the scanner, man. there were definitely people at the gas station. So, you know, it's almost to the point where, yeah, we're going to need some counseling for people that are in and around uh, these kind of crime scenes. You know, that well, are innocent, just hanging out, and innocent bystanders. And you and I both know, Randy, from your afternoon show. I can think of two very quick cases where, in, in both, were during the day. One was at the ga- the High V gas yes. station, right in front of Academy Sports, and they, they, basically two guys got into a gunfight. Yep. Uh, in in the one ran out onto the Columbia Country Club golf course, you know, wearing a ski mask, as I recall. <laughs> they, they found him with a helicopter. He actually got over, uh, I believe, across the interstate. But that was right in the middle of the day, and there were bullets flying all yeah. over there. Yeah. Thankfully, no one. <laughs> and then you remember we should we put the video up. There was a, there's a gas station on Paris Road in Columbia, and a guy shot another guy in in yep. it was something out of a movie and there were all these elderly people pumping gas he didn't go after them he went after one guy so this is not the first time these things have happened it's crazy well i really hope that uh, they solve this mystery and maybe yep. get one or more if there are one or more accomplices and perps out of the way and uh, continue to have a little bit of law and order in our fair town coming up it's what's hot with hannah hey get your winners and losers ready we'll be talking about that at eight thirty-five. stay there This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show. Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Official talk show. What does that even mean? Official. On a feel-good Friday, there's got to be a lot that's hot with Hannah. What's going on? Well, if I could get my microphone turned on, pulling a Randy Tobler there. Hey, well, wait a minute. Hey. (laughs) Well, this is a story that highlights one of my worst fears, and it involves losing my wedding ring. Oh. Stephanie, have you ever, like, misplaced yours? I don't want to jinx myself. I don't (laughs) think so. There's been, like, a couple moments where I was just like, I'm not sure exactly where I set it down, but it's never been lost for, like, more than, never been lost for, like, a day. Well, and at one of the big Hollywood award shows about a month ago or so, one of the, you know, entertainment uh, tonight, uh, like red carpet mm-hmm. people, lost like the three carat diamond uh, out of her ring. Uh, you know the the, oh, band, the diamond out of the ring. Okay. Yeah, you know the expensive part. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she ever found that. Oh, like my things Lord. like that really scare me. Wow. Uh, this lady basically pulled off a miracle. Uh, South Carolina employees at a recycling center, they found a woman's wedding ring that had accidentally been tossed away with the recycling. Oh, my God. And she had called the recycling center saying, hey, I know the chances of you guys ever finding my ring are slim to none. Yeah. Um, But if you happen to come across my wedding ring while you're sorting through the recycling... I would really love to get that back. <laughs> and fortunately, they were honest 
and they found the ring and they returned it to her. So the South Carolina woman is very lucky. Was that just absolute luck or do they have to really comb through that material during the recycling process to enable that? I mean, that sounds like more than a needle in a haystack. Right. So the normal process that they would do is the recycling would come in and they would basically dump the whole batch. Uh But these guys, because they knew that she was looking for her ring, they were very nice and spent extra time to go through the bin. A very large bin, by the way. Uh, You know, one piece at a time to find her ring. So not only did they were they honest when they found it, uh, but they went out of their way to dig through the recycling and find this lady's ring. I thought that was pretty My cool gosh, for a feel-good cool. Friday. I think wow. that's, like, there is a line at which I would dig through trash for stuff. The wedding <laughs> ring is it. Yeah. I once was at a hotel, and I saw two parents, and they were digging through, like, the breakfast hotel trash because their, I think it was their daughter, couldn't find her AirPods. And oh. I was like, nope. No. Nope, sorry. You just lost your AirPods. Yeah, not well, for AirPods. I know in school there were several times that... Retainers. Yes, retainers oh. got thrown out on lunch trays. Uh, Stephanie, you recently lost a piece of jewelry, didn't you? I my my mother did. Oh, yeah. Well, I did lose a piece. I lost a an hotel. earring yeah. at a hotel, and I called and said, "Can you?" And it wasn't, you know, a super expensive one. Um, that's why I will never have super expensive earrings. And I said, "Can you know?" I did, and I think it probably got sucked up in the vacuum. Well, a trend now. A lot of times, people get like a cubic zirconia wedding ring mm-hmm. to travel with when they go on trips in case that happens. On my honeymoon, I saw people digging in the sand who were newly married. Who had lost a real ring in the beach? I dug through the trash to try to find my burrito last week. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend who uh, lost his keys to his Porsche. Oh no! Check with Hanson; he might have it. Larry (laughs) Barron's. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid Missouri your number one choice in the morning. Welcome back to a Feel Good Friday on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You should feel good that Punxsutawney Phil was out earlier today. And Stephanie, the news is good. I was shocked, honestly. It's going to be an early spring, according to the Groundhog. And I actually see the sun today, which it's not been... We haven't seen the sun many days so far in 2024. And you know, John Marsh, I... I read the other day somewhere that this is going to be a big cicada year. Is this yeah, yeah that's what they're saying. The 13-year and the 17-year cicadas, locusts, as we called them when we were kids, yeah. are going to be hollering all summer long in the trees outside your door. I love cicadas. I love bugs. I don't like to eat them, but I love them. Oh, my, my bird dogs, back when I raised bird dogs... That was their favorite thing. They'd eat every one of them that oh, got really? close to them. I didn't They're know that. They're apparently very yummy to dogs. I didn't know that. I wonder how Mia and uh, Simba, my, my dogs, they'll probably well, love that. a few years ago when there was that big cicada awakening or whatever it was that happens every few years where there's, you know, an abnormal amount of them, people were making cicada ice cream. Oh, I remember that. Yummy. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know about that. I don't know about <laughs> cicada ice cream. Um, a little. Ooh, wow, man! That, well, that I won't be wanting to eat. Heard till of lunch. tiger tracks? Those would be locust tracks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, if you're John the Baptist, it's not a bad idea. There you go. All exactly. Right. Well, when it comes to uh, predicting the future of all things power, from power the future, we talk to Larry Barons. How you doing, Larry? 
Uh, I was doing well until I heard cicada ice cream. Now I'm kind of a little queasy. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll try to pull it together. I'll try to pull it together. Uh, well, it's that crunch that counts, you know? It's that crunch. <laughs> We were, we were, everyone gets mad about it. The girl, the ladies here talk to me about being poopy pants sometimes. But yesterday, I'm not the one who brought up, I am not the one who brought up the rise, the astounding escalation in gas prices that we're seeing uh, regionally around here. Uh, is this just a little, you know, are, are we just an anomaly? Is this a national thing? Where's it coming from? What's going on? Well, it's, uh, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer as well, but it's not just us. I mean, I know folks here in Missouri have seen it gone up uh, over the past day, over the past week. And the bummer news is going to continue to rise. One, for the reason probably everybody knows, and, and one that maybe they don't. Obviously, worldwide instability plays a role in this. And we have become more and more dependent on international markets for our oil over the last three years. And the second part, too, is, you know, the market, in all truthfulness, is seasonal. And so when you come out of cold times, people start driving a little more. And the summer blend, there's a different blend of gasoline that is made for the summer. It is more expensive. And so, sorry for the bummer news on Friday, but it it could be going up, you know, another 20, 30 cents in the next six weeks or so. Wow. No, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on there, Larry. The last time I checked, we're still in February. I wouldn't call that summer. Is this just anticipatory building into the market, or are they actually now formulating summer blends? It, it is. No, it is anticipatory. This happens every year. About that time, I understand it's not summer, but the gasoline that we may be using in the summer is getting processed oh. and done now. And, and it's similar to uh, we enjoy kind of the fallback, the price drop in fall in anticipation that people won't be driving as much in the winter. And so this is the inverse of that coming up. Oh, daylight savings gas in reverse is what it is. Okay, okay but now on another note, and, and this is both a political issue as well as a an economic one. I read on Business Insider, chart of the day yesterday. Oh, no, actually it was, I guess it was late December, but I, I don't know why. I just saw it yesterday. U.S. crude oil production is jumping to record highs, 13.3 million barrels per day in late December. Um, what, what's the story? I mean, I thought that Joe cut off the spigot on oil production. I mean, was this going to take a wedge out of our out of the, the conservative mantra and one of the big issues for the selection cycle? You know, I, I'm sure the president hopes that will be the case, but as we're witnessing at the pump, the reality still comes home to roost. When we see that international events still play a role in how it affects, you know, what we're paying at the pump and the price we're paying for everything, too. And so, no, there's absolutely still, I'll call it a policy tax that we're all is having to pay right now because Joe Biden has undercut American production. He will try to hang his hat on, oh, look at this record production, look at this record production. Well, when we were last near this, we're November 2019. If we had not canceled Keystone, if we had not taken off record amounts of acres of U.S. land away from production, imagine where we could be right now. I mean, and, and, and I know it's not the gas at the pump, but we had a president who just last week cut off liquid natural gas exporting, which means you know, our allies have less money. And so these long-term infrastructure cutbacks that Joe Biden has done ever since he stepped into office, you know, he may try to celebrate now that an arsonist has only set two fires this month instead of three. 
But the fact of the matter is we could be doing so much better if the federal government would get out of the way of American energy production. And Joe Biden has been the most intrusive president when it comes to attacking American energy workers. And so he'll say, look at the production now. We should say what could have been. So uh, one thing I hear a lot in mid-Missouri about these gas prices is that mid-Missouri has unreasonably high gas compared to just even the rest of the state. How do we account for the, the, the variation across the state? Yeah, and that happens in, in a lot of states. And the, the bottom line usually, and I think for mid-Missouri as well, is infrastructure. Now I know I-70 is running through, and so transportation infrastructure isn't something that mid-Missouri residents usually think about, but I'm down here in Cole County, there's no interstate here, and it is almost always about where you are in relation to a gas refinery. When we talk about making those summer blends and all, that happens at refinery where we take the oil and change it into the gasoline that we need. And so when you're further away, then that obviously makes it more difficult. If pipelines aren't available, that obviously makes it more difficult. I mean, folks may remember it was a couple years ago when the Colonial Pipeline was, you know, hacked, essentially, and it meant that people in Virginia just didn't have gas, one single pipeline. And so the infrastructure that has not been invested in absolutely pays plays a role and when you have you know an administration that says we don't want this pipeline or we don't want this new refinery which we haven't really built a new large capacity one since 1977 then yeah prices in areas where they don't serve that infrastructure or not serviced by the infrastructure really well is going to you know have an impact all right there's larry barons from power of the future on wake up mid missouri larry talk to us about the I don't know if you, what you want to call it, conflicts, bumping of heads with the OPEC members and what that's meant over the decades to the price of oil. We see them, we get along, and then they kind of get at arm's length from each other, especially as the more recent times the Iranians and the Venezuelans are concerned. Yeah, it's such a, a great question. You know, I, I would say over the last three years that we have made OPEC great again. I, I, I have to give just a little bit of a history lesson because it was in 2018 when Saudi Arabian oil fields were attacked by missiles, likely coming from the same people that were shooting missiles at, um, you know, commercial cargo now in the Red Sea. And what it did to American gas prices back in 2018 was absolutely nothing. We had developed uh, infrastructure, we had developed processes for making it so that we didn't have to have such an impact of these international incidents uh, impacting our economy. And and that was something that, you know, for 40 years, uh, Democrat and Republican presidents say they wanted. They wanted energy independence, not to be, you know, reliable on foreign oil, and we had that. And so now we see that again. We see that OPEC nations, when they fight with the rest of the world to manipulate the market, and when they fight with each other to manipulate the market, it is a, you know, a situation that we all end up paying for. And just to put a, a finer point on it, you know, Iran is supposed to not be shipping their oil anywhere. They're supposed to be sanctioned, but we have looked the other way. Joe Biden's administration has looked the other way, allowed Iran to make record amounts of money, more money than they've ever made off of their oil. And that means that places like China and Venezuela are able to buy it cheaply because it's, you know, not on the world market. Meanwhile, we all have to pay a higher sticker price because the sanctions are only enforced, apparently, on the American consumer. Talking with Larry Barron's Larry, um... I think there. I'm, I've been hearing more and more talk about nuclear. 
uh, among people that maybe are more influential than even us here in mid-Missouri, we talk about it a lot, is this a talk about nuclear as the real alternative eventually, uh, if there is a clean, abundant, cheap source of fuel, and in the meantime, relying on what we know is old, reliable, and there will always be the need for that when it comes to, you know, probably propelling our vehicles. We saw the disaster with the electronic vehicle, the electric vehicles over the, the cold snap. Is that the ultimate hybrid we're going to is for to power our homes and our businesses? Yeah, you know, you flip the switch and you get nuclear power. But, you know, you got to still put a little petrol in the in the tank. Yeah, and, and it's such a great question. And it gives me a chance to talk about what I like to talk about. We in Missouri are blessed. We in Missouri are lucky. I know that folks probably aren't happy with the gas prices right now, but, you know, if you have a friend in California, ask them what they're doing at the pump right now. It is so much better here in gasoline, and it's so much better here in our electricity because we have a nice mix of things because we have decided as a state, so far at least, to say what is most reliable and what is most affordable, and that helps our residents. Now, I know when folks look at their electric bill, they'll think, oh, maybe affordable? This is difficult, but I can tell you in other places in the United States where they have gone down the road to take things like nuclear, to take things like coal, to take things that are reliable off the table, then they are paying so much more for their electricity. But to your question for the future, uh, you know, nuclear is not considered by the radical left a solution. And even though it checks all the boxes that the radical left claims to care about. And so it is fantastic that we have some of that here in Missouri, but we also need to look at, and I believe there's a bill uh, in the in the capital here in Jefferson City to look at, hey, if we're going to take reliable sources of power offline, then we need to have guaranteed same amount of power coming from somewhere else. Strangely, that is something a lot of states have not done, and I hate to keep bringing them up, but they're the poster child for it. I'm looking at you, California. They take reliable sources, including nuclear, off the table, and then pretend that more windmills will make the difference. And they're finding that they have to import energy from other states, pay a lot of money to do it, and, oh, by the way, face the occasional blackout. Okay. Well, there you go. That makes so much sense when you when you point to the errors and the missteps and the major gaffes of major policymakers and the common sense that could be brought to the situation. I nominate you for the energy secretary under Donald Trump. How's that sound in the next administration? Sign him up. <laughs> yeah, that vetting process may turn up some stuff from high school. It just it probably wouldn't go well. Probably All wouldn't right. Go well. Yeah, but any anyone that would even even give a thought to cicada ice cream, I don't know. I got to think. All right. Hey, thanks a whole lot, Larry. Appreciate it. You all have a great day. All right. There he is, Larry Barons from Power of the Future. <laughs> John, you have anything to beat cicada ice cream? I've got them. We've got them even one better. I can't wait. We'll see. Shooting your mouth off literally. How's that? <laughs> oh, man. This is supposed to be a feel good Friday. We'll have to see what's up John's sleeve in a minute. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Tell your friends you listen to Wake Up Mid Missouri. Except for this. Dr. Jason Gladwell is an orthodontist in Raleigh, North Carolina, and came up with a catchy new promotion, Grins and Glocks. 
Yep, you got it. Patients who sign up for Invisalign braces can choose between a membership to the Youngsville Gun Club and Range or a free 9mm Glock 19 <laughs> with a $500 plus retail. Deal only open to patients 21 and older, and the club says they will conduct a background check. Gladwell says, eh, I'm getting mixed reactions to the come on. He said, my Second Amendment patients think it's cool. But Align Technology, who makes Invisalign, is not happy and says, this promotion does not reflect our brand purpose. Oh. And now you know the rest of that anti-Second Amendment stuff. I was braced for something else, but... Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh, Sorry. Well, I mean, with the price of braces, with, you know, I got three little ones. I got one that's got braces on his face right now. I got at least another one that's going to need it. And, you know. So if someone hires you for a retainer should you give him a glock uh, 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 very good <laughs> no. <laughs> no but i'm like for the price that i paid for my own teeth or my parents paid for my teeth ah. but for my kids teeth i should be getting a freebie yeah too <laughs> case of glocks huh? there we go <laughs> i don't know you know it's it's funny i have had um i, I remember when um, barnes hospital which is a supposedly a non-profit you know i mean we hear about non-profit hospital I, this was a couple decades ago. They had a major renovation, and there was a fountain in the lobby, and a lot of hospitals were doing it at that time. Extravagant stuff, you know, planters outside and marble here. And a lot of people are going, whoa, wait a minute. With, but the health care costs, and so it makes you wonder, if someone can afford to give away Glocks, wouldn't you rather just have a little... Discount discount on the pricing. I know? totally yeah. I saw this and we you know I struggle with it a little bit because I like to you know celebrate people and give gifts and corporate gifts are part of it mm-hmm. right. So like you know give some somebody yeah. something around the holidays, right. um, and I receive quite a few g- yeah. gifts from either like people that I do business with right. Yeah. Um, but I got a gift from somebody that I that I interact with that I pay a lot of money to, uh-huh. and I was like, and somebody posed the question I think online, you know, if you get a really nice gift from someone that you've been paying, like, do you think like maybe I'm overpaying? <laughs> See, <laughs> that's where the magnitude yeah. of the gift. If it's a little box of truffles or something, that's great, right? right. That's great. That's yeah. perfect. But this was nice, nice, huh? It was decent, yeah. yeah. And I thought, hmm, how much money did I pay that person this year to yeah. warrant this gift? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. Have you priced Invisalign lately? That's all I have yeah. to say. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, we decided with our with our practice, we weighed on that. Like, well, should we do something like give a bottle of supplements, or should, you know, what should we do? We don't do a lot of supplements, but if some, you know, fish oils or vitamin D or something, you know, should we do that? And we decided that we we're going to change something to where if couples become members, they get a free month. Rather than you know the oh, years, nice. which is and because it doesn't really, it it's a, it's a service you know that mm-hmm. they would otherwise have to pay some bucks for. So, well, and that so far it's been nice. But I but I wondered about that. It's like, well, oh man, and you always wonder when you're appointing your office. We don't want it. You know, we want to be accommodating and warm, but we don't want it to be extravagant. You know what I mean? Because people might. I mean, say, have you been in some lawyers' offices? <laughs> Yeah, there's some really nice. Yeah, ones. I know. Well, and you go to ask, uh, plastic surgeons' offices. Oh, right. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think as a business owner, you have to decide yeah. like what is nice enough that you know gives a good first impression and, and right. is what my clients would expect, but at the same time, um, doesn't uh, look extra- extravagant. But then again, I know for a while, my my mom and dad were in the they were they piddled in real estate. His dad was a mm-hmm. school teacher, and you know he piddled in real estate a little bit, and mom, and and. 
they went out and got one nicer car. They bought a used car that was nice because, you know, if you're, you know, if you're going to sell your house and list your house, you want a successful real estate agent that's making a lot of money for you as yeah. a seller, you know. <laughs> All year round in the band, yeah. right? Well, and then I always wonder, like, people engrave things and then they give them away as gifts. And I get a lot of gifts from other lawyers and I've gotten really weird items. And I'm like, I get that, like, I, I appreciate it, but why would I walk around something that's logoed with one of my competitors? <laughs> I mean, it's not, but like, so I, you know, I know. and then some things are weird. I'm like, I'd never use this. <laughs> yeah, gifts and the right the right amount, the right type, and the right timing sometimes cause a little stress. When we come back, Bob Onder, former state senator, with a major announcement this morning, and he'll double down on that here on Wake Up in Missouri.